Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Ishmael Kawaja. It's Wednesday the 16th of October. Coming up, outrage over decision to extend park and ride. The impact on the environment of the Stour Valley will be absolutely devastating. It goes against so many of the council's own policies. Skills being taught to help save lives. They told me I had a cardiac arrest had actually been dead for about 15 minutes and I survived using a defib CPR from the people around me. And a mental health sculpture goes on display. We weren't just going to break it down and use it as benches. We would use it on site as an indication of where we wanted to go with mental health and, and as a beacon, really. Kent Online reports. First today, controversial plans to expand the Windcheap Park and Ride in Canterbury have been approved. A meeting to discuss the proposals descended into chaos when the fire alarm went off last night. Campaigners had gathered inside the Guild Hall to protest the idea. They're worried adding another 228 spaces to the car park will destroy wildlife and lead to possible flooding on the water meadows. Sean Patman is one of them. My reaction is that I'm dumbfounded. Um, I think the impact on the environment of the Stour Valley will be absolutely devastating. Uh, it goes against so many of the council's own policies um, and uh, that has all been totally washed aside. Um, I, the only... The, the positive, I think, was that I've never seen so many people packed into the Guildhall as I saw this evening. It was so many people were standing, so many people couldn't see what was happening because it was just so packed. And I think that shows the strength of feeling, the strength of public feeling that what we have in the Star River Valley on, on that stretch is actually the jewel in the crown of Canterbury's ecological, ecological heritage. We have to protect that, that stretch of our natural environment and the fact that the council has never seriously considered other alternatives on the Windsheep Industrial Estate of which it owns the vast majority of land there I think is absolutely uh, uh, is, is a terrible uh, terrible dereliction of its duty to where, where decision making is concerned so I would urge it, it's still got one last chance to think again, that last chance is on Thursday evening and I would urge all councillors to realise what is at stake here and if they're councillors who come from Herne Bay or Whitstable I would urge them to consider that the, the river valley in Canterbury is as important to the residents of Canterbury as the, the, the coastline is important to the residents of Whitstable and Herne Bay. They need to view it in that perspective. Despite 780 objections, the idea was given the go-ahead by planners. Windcheap Ward Councillor is Nick Eden-Green. I'm absolutely disgusted with the vote. Um, you say it's 228 spaces. We're not sure whether it's 228 or 204, but that's a minor matter. The real issue is that what we're doing is building, tarmacking over the floodplain over a very sensitive wildlife habitat. And we're doing so just when we have claimed to have voted in a climate change emergency. Frankly, it makes absolute nonsense of declaring a climate change emergency to take action of this sort. And in terms of the the votes themselves, I spoke to one of the count, another councillor who wasn't actually on the committee, who had, had said that it was really along party lines. Is that 
something that you would perhaps agree with in a sense that really it was the Conservatives who were voting to go ahead with this and the opposition parties who were voting against when it shouldn't be like that? It absolutely should not be on party lines. Planning matters should never be voted on on party lines. Unfortunately, this was, there was one Conservative councillor who voted the other way. That was a token vote the other way. Uh, but uh, I think that uh, there were no coherent arguments put forward by anybody as to why this should be granted. There were a lot of very coherent arguments put forward by the public speakers and indeed um, by other councillors and I'm afraid that this is an absolutely shocking vote. I think a vote by coastal councillors and rural councillors who don't know Canterbury against Canterbury councillors who do know Canterbury. And what did you make of the mood in there tonight? I mean, it was uh, very, very tense, I, I, I felt, in terms of the... There were more than 100 people in there, effectively, all from members of the public. They were definitely not happy at the end. Cries of shame um, at the committee. And then there was a fire alarm that went, so we're all standing outside now as a result. I mean, what, what did you make of that, the conclusion there? Well, it was a very tense meeting. A lot of people felt very strongly about it. Look at the number of letters of representation, over 775. Look at the number of people who've signed a petition, over 2,500. But at the end of the meeting, there was real anger. And I understand that anger, fully understand that anger. I'm angry. I'm very angry now. Yeah. And in terms, just for people who are listening about what happens next, it's going to go to full council on Thursday where it will be discussed. I mean, are you concerned that it's really just going to fall alongside the party lines once again with the Conservative-led administration trying to push it through? Yes, I'm concerned by exactly that. I fear that it will simply be rubber-stamped through. Uh, and that is shocking of a planning matter where so many people have got right on their side and feel as passionately as they do. The plans are expected to be given final approval by the City Council tomorrow. Kent Online News. A man's appeared in court via video link, accused of murdering a man with a broken bottle in Margate. The 44-year-old was found at a flat on Saturday. 23-year-old Richard McCauley from North Down Road in Cliftonville is due to enter a plea next month. He's been remanded in custody. A man accused of murdering his former partner who went missing in Kent has told a jury he doesn't know where she is and that throwing his phones into the River Thames was a massive mistake. Mum of five, Sarah Wellgreen, was last seen at her home in Bainsinshaw in New Ash Green just over a year ago. 39-year-old Ben Lacombe said he had nothing to do with her disappearance after being asked by the prosecution where he hid her body. He denies murder and the trial continues. An independent report warning the most significant risks to the UK border if there's an odial Brexit are now out of the government's control. The National Audit Office says it's likely organised criminals would quickly exploit any perceived weaknesses or gaps in enforcement at places like the Port of Dover and Eurotunnel in Folkestone. It also says despite preparation there would be disruption to goods and travel. We're being urged to learn how to perform CPR as events are being held across Kent to mark Restart a Heart Day. Crews and volunteers from Kent Fire and Rescue Service will be among those teaching the life-saving skills this week. Watch manager Mark Jones collapsed while playing a match at Canterbury Rugby Club six and a half years ago. He woke up in hospital four days later. Six and a half years ago, uh, at the end of season uh, rugby festival on bank holiday weekend at Country Rugby Club, uh, playing in a veterans game versus coaches and dads, I had a slight misfortune where 
I collapsed on the side of the pitch. As I collapsed, uh, initially it was a heart attack and then it went into full cardiac arrest. Um, the people around me, they called for the defib, which was in the clubhouse. Uh, one of the lads ran up to get it, uh, asked my son who was working on the barbecue, your dad needs the defib. Um, and my son Ben thought, well, dad's always looking after people. I'll go and get it and take it down to him because somebody's obviously had a heart attack. Uh, he collected the defib from the club, brought it down to me, and once he got close to the melee and crowd of people around me, realised it was me. He was quickly taken away and uh, the defib was put to good use. Uh, the next memory I have is waking up in hospital on Thursday, so four days later, surrounded by beeping machines um, with tubes in my arm and one in my neck, wondering what the hell has happened. A couple of doctors popped in uh, and said um, and told me what had happened, uh, which was quite a shock. Uh, I burst into tears, uh, not really understanding the gravity of the situation. Um, they told me I'd had a cardiac arrest, I'd actually been dead for a number of minutes, uh, about 15 minutes, and uh, I survived um, using a defib, um, CPR from the people around me. If somebody collapses in front of you, uh, it is unlikely that they will survive if you don't intervene, uh, unfortunately. If they uh, are not breathing or they need a defib, then your actions can save their lives. Using a defib is very easy. Uh, you don't need formal training, but formal training helps. And, and effective CPR can save a life. If that person is clinically dead, i.e. not breathing or has no pulse, anything you do is not going to make that person worse. Trying CPR using a defib can help them save that life. We're also being told to use a defibrillator if someone goes into cardiac arrest. Latest figures show only a third of us say we'd perform CPR on someone who'd collapsed on the street. Kent Online reports. Detectives investigating the death of a 20-year-old man in Bexley have charged a teenage boy with murder. The 16-year-old is due to appear at Bromley Youth Court, accused of stabbing Ben Lyons in the chest in a road rage attack on Barnhurst Avenue on Sunday. He's also accused of causing actual bodily harm. Two other teenagers have been released, one of them on bail. It's been revealed the cost of a new hospital in Canterbury could be almost half a billion pounds. Meantime, the cost of enhancing services at the William Harvey in Ashford and Margate's QEQM would be about £225 million. Both options are set to be discussed by health bosses after going out for consultation next year. It comes as Boris Johnson is being urged to apologise for wrongly saying Canterbury was getting a new hospital during the recent party conference. We're being asked what we think about plans to increase the average council tax bill in Kent by £45 a year. Bosses at the County Council are suggesting an increase of 4% next year, partly to cover the cost of social care and looking after vulnerable elderly people. It would bring the average band C home payment to £1,178. Added on to that would be payments to the police and borough council. A nine-metre high wooden sculpture of a head has gone on display at a construction site near Gravesend to raise awareness of men's mental health. The piece was created by artist Stuart Padwick and was originally on show in London as part of the Time to Change campaign. It's now been turned into a walkway which people have to go over to get onto the Tideway site in Northfleet. Phil Dupree, who works there, says it's encouraging the men to talk about any issues. The sculpture, Head Above Water, was designed by uh, Stuart Padwick um, for Design Junction, during which was um, positioned on the South Bank for Mental Health Week 2018. 
um, it was uh, it was spoken about and offered to to myself um, as it was quite a large large lump of wood and we do a lot of recycling on site so we we figured that we could um, we could use it in some way um, so so we, 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 we said we would take it and after speaking to Stuart it, it came apparent that there was a lot of meaning behind this piece and uh, we weren't just going to break it down and use it as benches we would we would um, we would use it on site as a as a as a, an indication of where we wanted to go with mental health and, and as a beacon really we have changed the design slightly we have we have made it a walkthrough so it's an access to site now rather than a room um it's 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 purpose and we also um have put a green tideway hard hat on it we've colored it and put a little beak on it so so it looks um more appropriate for site in some way it's a giant wooden head it's about 10 tons in weight um I think it's something like eight meters tall, nine meters tall, maybe a bit more. Um, I'm not sure of the actual um, actual height, but it's huge. It's facing the river, so any barges or boats or vessels moving up and down the Thames will see it. Um, and for us, um, for us, it, it's it's a last reminder for the guys. The guys have to walk through it to enter site. So um, it's just a last reminder that the mind is just as fragile as the body, and and both need support and protection on site. The project we're on Tideways is. Is it's absolutely a huge aspect, um, mental health and well-being. I've never been on a job like it. It's amazing, and it, it triggers conversation every day, every single day, from passers-by, from from uh, adjoining work sites, neighbours, um, everyone that comes to site has has a has a chat about it, and and that's exactly exactly the response we were looking for. Really, that that, that people can talk about it and 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 just discussing any issues or even even feeling like you can discuss any issues is, is a massive step forward for the industry we're in because it's, it's, it's a huge problem. From what we've had so far, um, it, it's worked. We've, had, we've, had, we've been approached by, by what one individual, for an example, um, no names obviously, but um, he felt comfortable enough after discussing and knowing what we were doing to, to, to really open up and, and start getting help for, for things that he had going on in his life. And, and, and that, one, that one person, if nothing else happens with it, that one person getting something out of it is, is, is an achievement. And, and long may it continue. It's, 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 hugely, it's hugely needed in our industry. And, and I'm, I'm just massively thankful, really, from the support we get from Tideway that we can, we can do things like this. Being a strong individual for a lot of guys is, is extremely important and we feel like we should be something that is big and strong and, and can't cry and can't, you know, be emotional and, and talk about those sort of feelings, which is what ends up getting you, you know, you trap it all in and feel like you can't discuss matters of, and, and things that are going on in your life with, with people and, and you trap it in and, and, and it all becomes too much and then it ends up breaking you. So. I've seen it a lot with big, strong, bearded men that aren't dealing with things so well, and, and a discussion is the only really way to, to start that, that healing process and getting somewhere where you need to be mentally. I think we need to do this. I, I don't think it's. Um, I don't think it should be an option. I think. I think it that the amount of effort and, and time that has gone into to physical safety. Um, is amazing. It's, it's in the last 10, 15 years, it's, it's, it's such an improvement and people are a lot safer now and, and everything possible is done to safeguard um, the physical body on site. And, and it has to be the same for the, 
for the mind. It has to be the same for the mind. The mind is so much more complex and it's easy to go to the doctors and fix a, a broken arm because you know it's quite obvious when that broken arm is fixed but with the mind there's you know there's an infinite amount of complexity which I don't understand but um, it, it takes a lot more. So yeah I, I believe that both should be equally looked at um, at work, mind and body. I've had more discussion about mental health in the last few months, especially since we put this head up, than I have done in, in the previous 20 years. So it's, you know, it's people are talking about it daily, which is great. Stats show male site workers are three times more likely to take their own life compared to the average man in the UK. An Italian uni is set to open its second British campus in part of Kent after taking over a three million pound former rehab centre. Withersdane Hall in Y has been bought by the University of Niccolo Casana Studies. Around 250 students, mainly from Italy and France, are expected to be taught there from January. A Kent Town's first micropub has gone on the market. The Flippin' Frog in Rochester has been a big success since its opening night in December 2015 when it ran out of beer. It's featured in the Good Beer Guide, offering a selection of continental ales. The asking price for the leasehold is £40,000. Kent Online Sport. Football and the Dover boss has condemned abusive messages that were allegedly directed towards players and staff after Saturday's game at Barrow was postponed. Andy Hessenthal and his team were unable to get to the match in time because of a problem with their train. One fan then posted on social media saying they hoped it crashed on their way home. One of Barrow's officials also apparently directed abuse at a kit man and coach driver. The manager and owner of the club have since apologised. That's it for now, but for more news throughout the day, you can head to kentonline.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.